just after 11 o'clock. Thank you for tuning in to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you here as we're talking all things fantasy sports for the next 55 minutes or so before we hand things over to Alan Mitchell on the Lowdown with Low Tide. The show brought to you by Fan- or brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Linux, Bruce Grove, and right here in West Edmonton Mall. That's where we're coming from at the Stingray Studios. Hope you all had a great weekend. one 1440 is the text line if you'd like to uh, send us a note, a comment, a question, whatever it might be. We welcome them into the inbox, one 401 1440 You can also shoot us an email if you prefer that. Connor at Sports1440, as well as Brandon at Sports1440. Also, we're on Twitter and X at Connor Halley at BDouglas1440. Brandon, good morning. Uh, how was the show today? I listened to Are You In or Are You Out? And I got to say, I was punching the air when you brought up the uh, point differential and Kevin didn't get it. It was uh, to me. I was just waiting for you to say the point differential doesn't change the point. And it, it, it I I thought I did my best to explain it, but I, I you know <laughs> Kevin's mind is an enigma. It works in mysterious ways ways. But this morning on a Monday a.m., it could not grasp what that question was asking. Um, regardless, he uh, he disagreed with me. He said that one of St. Louis or Arizona will win tonight. Um, is basically what it boiled down to. But, I mean, i got to dress these questions up a little bit to, to make them, you know, come across more than just saying, do you think that both these teams will lose tonight? So, whatever, doesn't matter. We, we got through it all the same. But, yeah, we covered a lot of bases on the show this morning. We talked some baseball off the hop, checked in with Howard Balzer about this weekend's NFL slate as well as the current Hall of Fame uh, selection process, talked some hoops with Reed Clark. We even got in a little golf at the end with the uh, Tara Pines uh, taking tea times today and tomorrow. Unbelievable. So it is it is unbelievable. And then, of course, uh, mixing in lots of hockey talk in the middle there with uh, old Cooley, Steve Coolius uh, from SiriusXM, too. So it was a, a great morning show. When the Oilers are off for as many days as they are in a row here, it's kind of a nice opportunity to get some other stuff in the mix because when the Oilers are in the swing of it, I know just as well as anybody that that's what the people want and that's what we got to cover. So a little break gives us a reprieve to steer things in a bit of a different direction, at least for a day or two. A day or two, yes. That's it. Well, we'll be back covering the Oilers hammering down because, uh, you know, they still could be, what, five points out of a playoff spot? Seven points, whatever it will end up be. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I made a bold prediction that the Oilers are going to win four more games in a row. Uh, Gregor was kind of worried because we said, hey, if you... If the Oilers go on a five-game winning streak at any point, we'll take your penalty from six months to three months. He'll still have the Leahy for three months. And he was a little nervous. I said, Gregor, don't be. The Oilers are winning eight in a row. I'm standing by it. They're heating up. They're going to be arrested. McDavid fresh off his Walk of Fame induction. It's going to be great when it happens. But for the time being, yeah, we can look at all the different parts of the sporting world. We've got Brad. How did he sign his name? He's still Bronco Brad. Connor said he wouldn't watch the Chargers if they lost to the Patriots. Is this not close enough to a loss? What a snooze fest, Bronco Brad. You know what, Brad? I, I, I thought about that. And there was points in that game where I kind of drifted off because it was just awful. The second I saw the weather reports out in Foxborough, I knew it was going to be an ugly game. I sent out a, a message to people, bet the under. Go under on everything because it's not going to be great. And it certainly wasn't unless you're like Cameron Dicker, the Chargers kicker who scored all the points in that football game. People people want to, you know, bash the Chargers in that one. But hey, that was just a stout, classic Brandon Staley defensive performance. Gave the Patriots and Bailey Zappi absolutely nothing. 
took out Ramondre Stevenson to a probably a bunch of fantasy owners. You know, it, it he he just did what he had to do. He went in on a tough playing field, a tough building to go into, and shut down the New England Patriots. So Brandon Staley, take a bow. Got to get that offense figured out, though. Uh, Brandon and Brad, your two teams met the Broncos and the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans pick up the victory. Russ throws the interception late in the game. Maybe a little bit of panic there, but for the Houston Texans and fantasy owners, uh, there was a big loss in that game. There was, yeah, Tank Dill out for the season, uh, a guy that I've leaned on very heavily in both of my leagues so far this year. Uh, the good news is that the, the wide receiver position is actually one the Texans have a surprising amount of depth at uh, with um, Noah Brown, Robert Woods, a veteran guy likely to see a little uh, back to bigger target share that he was kind of seen at the start of the season maybe. Uh, and Nico Collins had himself a terrific, terrific game. Uh, and then even uh, John Mechie. Um, he might be starting to factor in a little bit more regularly as well. He, of course, missed his whole rookie season as he battled cancer back in the fold. Um, one catch for sure. Might have been a couple in yesterday's game. But the big story yesterday for me was the Texans' defense, which for most of this year has been porous and required C.J. Stroud to be superhuman in his efforts to even keep the Texans in games, even the ones that they've lost a couple by pretty heartbreaking fashion. Uh, they get the win yesterday with another pick. Uh, Derek Stingley Jr. was terrific yesterday. Uh, that first interception he had, put, basically pulling it up off the turf, yeah. uh, really, really blew me away. Will Anderson Jr., um, almost with one game, and I know I'm biased, but in one game kind of putting himself in, uh, I think, defensive rookie of the year conversation. Will one he, game. Will, will he win? No, of course. There's a uh, the guy in Tampa and Jalen Carter up in Philly certainly have an inside track, even Devin Witherspoon. Um, even Tuli Tuli Pelotu. Yes, there, there you go. There, there's lots of guys, but I think Anderson, he's had a good season, yeah. but last yesterday was kind of his breakout game um, to really put his name on the map uh, as a third overall pick. So I was very happy with the result. It had me on the edge of my couch, but who would have pegged at the start of yesterday's slate for the most exciting game to be the Tennessee Titans and Indianapolis Colts? Two blocked punts, one return for a touchdown, and uh, the punter, uh, Stonehouse, uh, he might be in the hospital for a bit because he got absolutely blown up on the second one that once again was recovered by the Colts but not taken back for the, the score. So wild day of football, the Eagles. I'm, I'm surprised. Normally uh, when I get talking football, all the Eagles fans are on the inbox telling me uh, how wrong I am for thinking the Niners are a better team. Well, they seem pretty quiet here on this Monday morning because that was a steamrolling. They blew them out. Yeah, I mean, that was. I, I'm just going to look through here. I'm pretty sure outside of Dolphins Commanders, the biggest blow of the week, one that I don't think we saw coming. Uh, as the internet does, they now will call the Philadelphia Eagles frauds. I don't buy into that one. I think Philadelphia's got a very good team. They're still a good team. They're not frauds. The Niners are a really good team. The Niners, I said this after the Thanksgiving game, the Niners are should be the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl now. And uh, after the Chiefs loss last night, uh, they're no longer in the one seed and, and kind of face a pretty tough road to get back up into there. So it, it's kind of the Niners, uh, the Niners, Niners world and everyone else is living in it right now because they have looked unstoppable in back-to-back weeks against two pretty good teams. And all the question marks we had about the Eagles secondary were answered in tenfold yesterday because it was soft. I will say the Philadelphia Eagles schedule the last three weeks has been unbelievable. Like they've gone through a gauntlet when it comes to the opposition, but the 49ers and Debo Samuel, when he said it looked kind of like a, a sad loser. 
after the Eagles-Niners game in the playoffs where he said, if we have Brock, it's a different game. Brock Birdie was fantastic. Four touchdowns, 19 of 27. That's a passer rating of 148.8. That's nearly perfect. Christian McCaffrey was running the ball with some great efficiency. Debo Samuel backed it up. That touchdown he had, I think it was like he took a little slant and then just turned on the afterburners. He was flying out there. And Jalen Hurts obviously missed a little bit of time there with the the check on the concussion. You wonder about his health. But that Niners defense, I mean, we talked about it, Brandon, when they went out there. And this is why I love, I love John Lynch. He has a contender. What does he do last year? He's aggressive. He goes out. He brings in Christian McCaffrey. This year, he's got a contender, but doesn't sit back goes out there and adds Chase Young. They also added Randy Gregory. Like, they're they're building. They're building to win. They're not building a team to go out there and be okay, be a playoff contender. They're a legit Super Bowl favorite, like you said right now, and uh, Brock Purdy going into Philadelphia, playing the way he did. From a fantasy perspective, if you started him, you're loving it, but doing what he had to do against a good defense. And uh, so, yeah, for the, for the 49ers, certainly looked good. Uh, you talked about the Titans and Colts game. Yeah, that was a surprise, a little bit entertaining. Even the Saints game, because uh, we got a little Jameis Winston action after Derek Carr was removed. Uh, Saints-Lions, Saints putting up a good fight at home. Sam Laporta, holy cow, nine receptions, 140 yards, and a touchdown. If you started Sam, you're doing good. Is he is he tight end one next year? Like, obviously, Travis Kelsey's going to have a, something to say about that, but Sam Laporta, holy cow. It's definitely trending that way. And as other guys, like Travis Kelsey continues to get a little bit older. And yes, he's still the best tight end in the league, but age always plays a factor. Mark Andrews kind of in the same boat. Um, I I don't think I would be shocked to see uh, in next year's um, drafts. Obviously, if it's a keeper league, even more so, I assume he probably will be kept and probably not available in drafts in that case. But I would not be shocked to see him as the first tight end off the board next year. Imagine if you took like a flyer on him this year, like 15th round or something. Oh, what a oh steal that yeah. would be. There, there's there's guys that I yeah. um in my leagues that did that. Uh, of course, in my dynasty league, he was picked quite high naturally uh um in the rookie draft, and then in my keeper league, yeah. Uh, shout out to my boy Chucky Slick taking a, a good stab at him, and he's laughing now because he has the best tight end in the fantasy tight end in the league. Now a text came in here one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. I don't want to mess up the last name, and I know you know these fine folks, John Gilly Gilly. See, I was going to say Gooley or no. gully but i didn't want to mess it up so john gilly good morning boys what are some realistic fantasy expectations from patrick kane this year sounds like he may play this weekend uh brandon what do you think about patty kane coming off the the surgery and in times in new york maybe he didn't look like the player he once was so last year as he dealt with this hip condition that required the surgery he was still almost a point per game player just shy and playing in Detroit, he's going to be playing on the top line, uh, probably with Alex DeBrinkett uh, and Dylan Larkin, maybe shuffling around the top six here and there. But I, I think a point-per-game player the rest of the way down the stretch is a very realistic expectation. And and I know Frank Cervalli, who we have on the show every Tuesday and Thursday with Karius, um, he concurs. Kevin is in a little bit of disagreement with me. We talked about this last week when he signed. Um, but I think around a point-per-game is pretty realistic. And, and so... If he hasn't already got snapped up in in fantasy leagues, which I have to assume he has at this point, uh, I would definitely be be looking at uh, picking him up because the Red Wings are still a team in the hunt. They've got a lot of offensive firepower in that top six, 
and uh, he has a chance to play, you know, top power play, top line. He'll be in uh, he'll be in a good spot to produce for sure. It's like he's just kind of uh, circling the original six, eh? Yeah, he's down, uh, three of six. <laughs> three now. of six. But gotta, like, how many more is he going to check off? Got to do Boston. Probably none. Got to do Toronto. Got to do Montreal. Yeah, I, I don't think he will. I, I, there's been some discussion about, you know, there was a lot more hockey teams before that in the NHL. Yes. The, the six that lasted. Uh, retired bowler Ryan. Well, the Roughnecks lost in his shootout in the final. My son loved that his team was on the radio. Well, I don't, I don't think we had it on the radio. But I was thinking about... T- no, no, no. He texted in asking us to give a shout out to the U11 Roughnecks who are down in Calgary. Playing oh, I thought it was NLL. Uh, oh, but although the NLL did make its day or did uh, yeah. kick off its season this week, and so it is kind of funny. And that I wanted that to talk up. about that actually. But, but no, Ryan uh, had texted us last week on Friday and said to give a shout out to the U11 Roughnecks who uh, they lost in the final. So great weekend for the Roughnecks. Congrats on the uh, the final. Um, you'll get him next time. Yep. Our, our hey. pleasure to give him a little a little shout out, a little love heading into the weekend. You know what Lorianne said it today? You learn from losses. <laughs> yes, she did say that. So when talking about Florida State, well, who, who doesn't have any losses? We we should we'll talk about that in the next segment a little bit. I that's an interesting one to me because it's, it you could you could talk around the the choices for the playoff probably for an entire day of talk radio. Also, Michigan's reaction to hearing that it was Bama. <laughs> And people like they're scared. Like I don't think they. Should what did you be. want them to do? Stand up and cheer, and then yeah. we're like, oh, they're disrespecting Alabama. Yeah, it's it's, it's a no win situation. <laughs> that like you play who you get scheduled to play. Yeah. You can't change your schedule. Just play the games. Okay. Well, anyways, the Roughnecks did lose in Calgary as well over the weekend mm. uh, to Rochester. I wanted to ask you: Do you have an NLL team? Because I I was thinking of starting to cheer for an NLL team. Um, no, I don't. But if I were to start uh, pick one, or if I said I had one already, albeit uh, very loosely following, it would have to be the rush. I mean, they were they were here, and yes, it's a little disappointing they left, but it's not their fault. Like it's 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 the owner's fault. So I, I could still root for the team and and their ties to Edmonton. They want a championship here, so I'd, I'd still say the rush. I think I'm going to steer for the San Diego Seals. Yeah, I bet you would. Because are why are they good? No. It's just San Diego. <laughs> yeah. Home of, for, previous home of the Superchargers. I mean, I want to cheer for a San Diego sports team and uh, the Padres. Man, the Padres bandwagon. You see a lot more caps on the youth. What about the Gulls? They're pretty bad. I don't think I can cheer for an AHL team. <laughs> I Yeah, I mean, I, I just think I got to go for the San Diego Seals. I might Maybe I'll buy a hat. It's kind of a dumb team name, but... But at least it makes sense. Are there a lot of Seals in San Diego? It's on the coast. How could there not be? <laughs> maybe they're... Uh, Atlantic. It, I'll tell you what it makes more sense then. The Calgary Flames. Yeah. They just kept that name. There was no great fire of Calgary. But there may be. There's, there's <laughs> whoa, been a whoa. fire in Calgary. Well, and there's been plenty, but no great fire like there was in Atlanta. So, Well, I mean, I Panther City Lacrosse Club. Terrible name. You're not like who's where's Panther where City? Where is Panther City? Nobody knows really. Well, that's all, like that's always the joke uh, usually between rival teams in college sports about like like Boise State. Boise isn't a state. <laughs> City State. Panther City. Like yeah, they're nowhere. Where do they play out of? Fort Worth, Texas. Wakanda. <laughs> Fort Worth. That is perplexing. Halifax but. Thunderbirds. Okay, team name. Sure. The Philadelphia they call, they Wings. call their arena the Nest. 
We yeah. were talking with Cody Jansen uh, last Friday, and that's where he was uh, ready for the Rush's debut of the season at the Nest in Halifax. Toronto Rock, kind of a dumb name. Yeah, I don't care for that one. Colorado Mammoth, cool. Good name. Buffalo Bandits. Okay name. Rochester Nighthawks. What is a Nighthawk? I gotta call me Nighthawk. I don't know. <laughs> Step Brothers <laughs> reference, maybe. New York Riptide, Vancouver Warriors, Saskatoon Rush. Sorry, Saskatchewan Rush. Las Vegas Desert Dogs. I kind of like that one too. But I think I'm a San Diego Seals guy now. All right, you're in. You Kevin says some... they're called the Seals because one of the two places Navy Seals train. Is that Ooh, true? That's a sick one. They've got a wicked like naval fleet out in San Diego. I did not know that. I like that's, that. That's one. a gr- that just went from a good name because there are real seals in San Diego, assumably. <laughs> I like. I'd have to. I, I'm purely guessing, but how could there not be? But the fact that it also plays into that, that is a great name. Yeah. That might take the cake. Well, that's why I'm a Seals fan. Yeah. Always have been. Uh, Beer Man says, yeah, same as the LA Lakers, made sense in Minnesota, but not in California. Yeah. That makes zero sense. (laughs) It's just easy. Well, and I mean, was there, like, when it was the Brooklyn Dodgers, was there a reference to something locally? I don't know. Because then they moved and kind of kept the same team name. The North Stars, I guess. LA just takes everybody's teams. Yeah. Those, well, it's a big market. But yet, support for teams outside of the Lakers and Dodgers is less than great. The Chargers' net worth has doubled since moving there like five years ago. Explain that to me. Uh, I can't. It's people Question like mark? people like me that just spend money on stupid jerseys. My Asante Samuel Jr.'s jersey. Let's take a break. When we come back, uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit about the, the college football. We'll just jump into the text box as well. We got a few texts coming in here as well. Farm boy, an expert on tight ends. Just ask my girlfriend. <laughs> my job. <laughs> a boy, farm boy. Uh, we'll get to more texts as well. It's Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Hallie and Douglas brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Yes, it is Alberta's best beef jerky. Wilhawk, check them out online, wilhawkbeefjerky.com, or come down to West Edmonton Mall. Say hello. Maybe we'll give you a 1440 sticker like we did to Lance. I gave him a bottle of water as well. Uh, He was bored this weekend, I think, because the Raiders didn't play, so he's doing his Christmas shopping today. He told me, I can't listen today. Got to do Christmas shopping. I would recommend it. Like, right now, the mall's not too bad, but don't don't be the one who waits too long because it's going to get crazy and get here early in the day and early in the week because even on friday afternoon connor we went for our uh, post show walk down the mall to grab a coffee and uh subsequently some or i guess we got beef jerky on thursday but friday like it was yeah. noticeably busy oh yeah not just busier busy right now it's not bad i like i can see into simon's it's not too crazy the place is open already yeah 10 o'clock Every store in the mall opens at 10 o'clock? Some open at like 11, okay. like the higher end places. Oh, like the ones with the velvet ropes across the doors when we walk past, they sneer at us Yeah, and say, yeah, so you're not allowed in here. We can smell the peasant on you. They say, don't even think about it. Don't even two. look at it. <laughs> but all the other stores are open. If yeah. you're a big baller, you can go right into those stores. They might even offer you champagne. Probably. They probably do. Uh, Fantasy Frenzy. Get those questions into one 401 We're going to jump into the inbox right now for the Canadian Brew House. Of course, it is brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. You can join us at the CBH for Monday, Thursday, and Sunday night football for your chance to win awesome game day prizes and qualify for a chance to win a trip for two to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. You can join me down at the Ice House tonight. 
And it uh, should be a fun one. I mean, it's always a fun one when you're down at the Canadian Brewers and you have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Maybe buy, well, not buy. Maybe you would buy a beer, but I'll buy you a beer too. So you can have a couple beers. Jake's taking on the Bengals. For me, huge fantasy football implications. I mean, not on the fact that I have a chance to win my league, but, you know, if, if Trevor Lawrence throws eight touchdowns to Calvin Ridley and Evan Ingram, I might come back and win this week. No big deal. Wow, very possible. <laughs> uh, but there, in a more realistic sense, I'm sure there are plenty of uh, matchups out there still in limbo with a couple big names playing tonight, uh, including the aforementioned Trevor Lawrence, uh, Calvin Ridley, Provis Etienne, um, maybe even Christian Kirk, uh, some of the other Jags um, talent, Evan Ingram and company. And then on the Bengals side, I mean, there's probably still people playing Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, um, Mixon, Joe Mixon, I guess, maybe even the, like the Bengals are in a bad spot. If they could win tonight, that would put a huge damper on the Jag season because like they're, they're in competition for the one seed. All of a sudden, like it, it the, the AFC is so up for grabs that the Ravens won the bye week with the Chiefs losing. So without playing, they still basically get a win. And uh, now if the Jags were to lose too, the the Ravens would basically win twice without playing a game. So uh, lots of stuff on the line here, both in terms of the NFL's actual standings and lots of uh, big names in the fantasy market still playing tonight too. So should be for a good one. And the Ice House, such a cool place to go check out the game. Uh, yeah, for sure. Come on down. Uh, maybe we'll get you a couple of drinks, enjoy some great sports, and have a good time down at the Canadian Brew House. You can go to any brew house around town. They'll be qualifying. Uh, lucky qualifiers for a chance to go to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Also a sick, sick tailgate barbecue meat package as well. Uh, this one is just coming back in about the Navy SEALs. Apparently they also train in Virginia. Yeah, it does make their name cool. Kirk says the Dodgers were the trolley Dodgers on the streets of Brooklyn. That's Kirk near... Saying Gudo. So, yeah, that, that does make a lot of sense. Uh, we want to hear from Bronco Brad saying, not a fantasy question, but are you guys believers in Jordan Love? I think, you know, it does relate to fantasy football because I think he was he was up and down. You know, he started off the season looking great, had uh, six touchdowns, no interceptions. If you started him in week one and two, you were probably loving it. And then there were some inconsistencies. He had a stretch against the Lions and the Raiders where he threw five picks Continue that against the Vikings and the Broncos where he had an interception in each against the Steelers. He had a couple interceptions, but his last three games, he's got eight touchdowns, no interceptions, and he's throwing for about 280, 290 per game. So I, I am a believer in Jordan Love. I There's just things you have to go through. You, you can sit behind Aaron Rodgers all you want, but you have to get out there and kind of get the real reps. And I, I think he went through it. He had some mistakes. I'm not saying he's going to be this good for the entirety of his career, but if you're a Green Bay Packers fan, and I know there has to be a couple Green Bay Packers fans listening right now, let us know, one 1440 Are you confident in Jordan and Love? Because I think you should be. He just took down the Kansas City Chiefs. Granted, there were some weird calls at the end of that game and probably a couple PI calls that were missed, but that drive was also assisted by a terrible roughing the passer penalty, and that, I mean, that was just terrible officiating. But they beat the Lions, beat the Chargers. Like, they're... They've they've got something there, and it feels like I know they still didn't invest a first round pick, but they've got some nice receivers around Jordan Love as well. And their schedule very favorable down the stretch. They play the Giants, the Bucks, the Panthers, the Vikings again, and then the Bears. So, I mean, 
the the they've got themselves back to six and six, and in the NFC playoff picture, I mean they're they're in the seven spot as of this morning. Uh, Packers fans, man, you have to be over the moon with with how the season has uh, transpired thus far. You're, you're looking at a very good chance of making the playoffs. Um, and Jordan Love has I was so out on him to start the year uh, before they even played a snap, saying there's no like we saw this guy in limited action uh, previously. No chance he's the next, uh, you know, the next heir to the Green Bay quarterback throne. Then he starts the season. I say, oh, I might have been wrong. And then he goes in a stretch where he's an absolute stink fest. I was like, no, I was right. And I was wrong about being right. And now here we are again back to, uh, you know, full circle. He he is cooking right now. And once again, it's it's an unfortunate situation that he is in playing for the Packers because his predecessors are Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, two of the best to ever play the position. So no matter what he does, he's probably going to be a disappointment and like comparatively, I should say. Uh, But right now, like they're a very young team and they're kind of all growing together with those uh, receivers that you talked about. Luke Musgrave, once he gets back in the lineup, looking like a very promising tight end. I think at different points of the season, we've had uh, some of our experts call him Sam Laporta light and things like that in terms of his potential Um, between him, Jalen Reed, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, and then you still got A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, a couple big vets in the backfield when they're both healthy. Like, the Packers are not a team to overlook by any stretch. And the way Jordan Love's playing right now, he's, he's probably looking like a must-start fantasy uh, option down the stretcher, especially because his next couple opponents are pretty poor. Yeah. I mean, and you, I mean, you kind of went through it there. It's, it's lofty expectations maybe some might have just because of the draft history. That's crazy to go from... Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love to even live up to those guys. You got to win a Super Bowl. You got to win multiple MVPs. That's tough. That's like the Steelers coaching tree to Chuck Noll, uh, to Bill Cower, to Mike Tomlin. Like just impressive what they've done. I've been happy with the Chargers going uh, Drew Brees to Phillip Rivers to Justin Herbert, but that's not as good as what they've got cooking in Green Bay. And I remember when you when you watched him coming out of Nevada back in the day, or no, Utah. Was it Utah State? The Aggies of Utah State? Like, I know some people said like, oh, upside, you know, he's, he's got some Mahomes in him. I'm just looking back at his actual draft profile. The comparison was Blake Bortles, which probably isn't the most enticing thing. Uh, Lance Zerline, given the, analysis there but uh yeah i think the green bay packers certainly got their guy need to lock him up for sure uh kirk says i need 15 points from lawrence in one league and 20 from kicker mcmanus in another kirk near sangudo 20 points from a kicker that, that would be a heck of a that performance will be hard to do but the 15 from lawrence i think you're you're positioned well it's not a sure thing we i mean justin herbert has put up what a combined 12 fantasy points in the last two weeks. Random. Unprovoked. Well, that's that's the situation I'm in. I've lost two in a row thanks to him. Also thanks to uh, Amari Cooper leaving the game early. Tank Dell uh, breaking his leg. Zero points on the board when he leaves. So there's factors, but when your quarterback puts up only six points, you're usually not in a great position to win, which I was. So 15 from Trevor Lawrence, very feasible, not a sure thing. Uh, the Bengals' defense is okay. It's not great. It's not terrible. Um, but the, their defense might have to really step up because their offense is obviously in a much different position than they have been uh, previously when they had somebody other than Jake Browning under center. So, uh, yeah, interesting one. But the 20 points for McManus, I think you can probably rule that one out.
Brandon, you got to look at the weather forecast. That, okay. that, that was going to kill Justin Herbert from the start. And also Eckler and Keenan Allen letting them down. And Quinton Johnston. Oh, it was Johnston. so he made that one catch and the uh broadcasters were like, "There you go. He le- like, you know, he had that big drop. You learn from your mistakes, get confidence back. Next opportunity given to him, bobbles it, uh, doesn't convert a pivotal first down." I mean, it 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 all boils back to the Chargers still won the game. Was it pretty? No. Did anybody want to watch that? Absolutely not. I texted you in the middle of it saying that game was giving me depression watching it. I was keeping tabs on it because it was one of the uh the, the Chargers to cover the points was one of the legs in our group parlay that we ended up winning. Um, and what was this cover? What was the spread? Four and a half. I think it was five earlier in the week, but it was four and a half Sunday morning. I saw five and a half too. Nailed it. There. <laughs> yep. Great Vegas, teams Vegas, cover. Vegas, yeah, good teams win, great teams cover, and the Chargers are both. Good and great. As of this week. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like they've covered in every game except the Chiefs and the Ravens late touchdown against them would have probably knocked them out because it was a three-point game until there's the been a couple times they've missed but there was like i i know one game for sure if I, I might be mixing it up but i think they were three and a half points and they ended up winning or maybe even dogs might have been three and a half point dogs and they lost by three or they're three and a half points favorites and they only won by three the Chargers love one score games close games three-point games they're addicted they love killing me that's what the Chargers do best and you know what i'm stuck with them for another week because they they won that was all that i had asked uh we had one about nemich from Gelly, Jelly. One day I'm going to say what the one of that name with confidence. Gelly. PSA to pick up Nemich, especially Dougie Hamilton owners. This kid's a stud. Looked great in his debut on the weekend. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, high profile guy, high draft pick. Uh, that Jersey kind of lucked into with uh, where he fell in the draft a couple of years ago. Um, he came over to North America and playing in the AHL. A uh, lot of promise from him. And, and New Jersey all of a sudden collecting a... Uh, Pretty good wealth uh, or uh, an embarrassment of riches on the back end between Luke Hughes, um, already having Dougie Hamilton, and now adding uh, Simone Nemich into the mix. I'm just pulling up the uh, current line combos right now and to see if he's getting any special teams time. And uh, it does look like he's lined up on the second power play unit, which is uh, a nice bonus, probably replacing uh, Dougie Hamilton there, if I were to guess, uh, while he's out of the lineup. So, yeah, I I mean, hey, I, I haven't checked in on the... Um, severity or extent of Dougie Hamilton's injury that was not on my radar but uh, if Nemec I mean he's playing on the top pair right now with Jonas Siegenthaler so it's the Devils they're a team that continues to frustrate people because they seem like they should be way better than they have been Um, but they're still competitive they still like to score goals so why not uh, throw him in the mix probably available on waivers in most leagues still yeah that'd be a kind of a nice sneaky addition and I I like the way the Devils handled him draft Mm -hmm. Just stay in Slovakia. Next year, you're going to the AHL. Yeah. Just playing there. And then this year, let's see how it goes. And obviously earned uh, earned the bump. One game, two assists. Dash two, though, Brandon. Well, it's all right. I, I was dash a couple <laughs> last night in my Tropics game as well. That It's not, you know, plus minus, such an outdated stat. It is. It, it really is. Uh, it still has some value, but no, it's, uh, I mean, this is a guy that uh, it, the, the devil's, uh, it had a lot of options at number two, and when they go with him, it uh, it raised some eyebrows, I think. But at the same time, it was a very justifiable choice given the the package that he possesses. So, um, like Gelly or Jelly said, he looked good in his debut. Um, excited to see how he keeps uh, how he keeps it going. And the Devils are a team I love to watch uh, pretty much any time they're playing. And now this just adds to the uh, the intrigue of tuning in. They're in Vancouver tomorrow night. 
one 1440 If you've got any questions for us here on Fantasy Frenzy, that was the inbox brought to you by the Canadian Brew House sending you to the Super Bowl. You can join me at the Ice House tonight downtown. I'll be there. Uh, once we once we wrap up with our day two of the month of giving, when we come back, I'll tell you about that. What is going on? Uh, we'll also let you know what's coming up on the Lowdown with Low Tide as well as the Jason Greger show. Also, Oil King Star Wars night. Did you hear? We'll tell you about that as well. It's the Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440, brought to you by Will Hawk Beef Jerky. We'll talk to you guys right after this. We are back here on Fantasy Frenzy, brought to you by Will Hawk Beef Jerky, the best beef jerky in Alberta, nay, Canada, nay, the world. Check them out, willhawkbeefjerky.com. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you, 1833-401-1440. Just want to give a quick update on our survivor pool. We're down to two teams. Dran and Bendelson. Now, remember last week I said Green Dog number two? He had like four or five teams in there. Well, he's out. So there goes any issue we might have had. He took the Pittsburgh Steelers to pick up the victory. They did not. They did not. And uh, yeah, what a, another terrible game that was. Uh, weather also playing a role. Multiple delays. I mean, that was in the morning slate. It didn't wrap up until halfway through the afternoon games. Um, yeah, it turns out maybe... Matt Canada not the only problem in uh, Pittsburgh because they did everything. No, I don't know if people were necessarily expecting them to all of a sudden be putting up, you know, 400 plus yards of offense every week once eliminating Mr. Canada from their uh, offensive game plan. But yikes, losing to the cards when you're in the middle of a, a playoff race. And like I, we've reached the point now where the Steelers are still in the five spot, they're seven and five. Um, God, I do not want them to make the playoffs. Like, you're telling me that that Steelers team that we're watching on a week-to-week basis deserves to be in the playoffs more than the Texans, the Bills, even the Broncos. I'll give them a little shine. Like, they'd won, what, four in a row, five in a row heading into that game yesterday with Houston. So, um, yeah, Houston, seven and five on the outside looking in. Uh, tough spot uh, for them right now. They uh, Steelers got in Justin Herbert's rookie year. And I remember a lot of people saying that. Like, we could watch Justin Herbert, but we got to watch 47-year-old Ben Roethlisberger. But that's the Steelers. They just find a way. Was that the year where Pittsburgh started, like, 11-0? I th- maybe. And then they, like, lost four times in the last handful of weeks. The COVID uh, year? They played, like, a Wednesday game? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, Bendelson took the Chargers to win this week. And Dran took the Bucks. So uh, congratulations, our two finalists. And then in the hockey pool, Brandon, uh, any update on how you're doing? Uh, do you wanna- uh, I climbed back up a couple spots here. Let's uh, yank it up. I had checked it out this morning, as I do every... Uh, up to 38th. Okay, wow. not bad. Wow, I'm, uh, you know, a pretty small slate of games yesterday, so not many guys in the mix. Uh, one of the players, though, probably been one of the biggest, um, you know, detriments to my team, Patrick Laine on Columbus having a terrible season, health bombs, no uh, offensive output. Uh, that whole Columbus team is in disarray. But yeah, Line a, a very big culprit of my team's lack of success because elsewhere yesterday, Nico Rantanen, Matt Boldy, Adrian Kempe, uh, each with at least one point. Big slate tonight, though. Big, big slate tonight. Well, well I'm looking forward to see what happens. Haas sitting atop the leaderboard, Boldy getting Aho and Ammer Hammer. Top three. You've got Awesome or Awesome's Koskin and 2.0, a bar down. And then the Connors making their way into number seven. 
10 Ply Grinders, Oil City Magic, Northside Norm, rounding out the top 10. Looking forward to that one. It's a lot of fun, these fantasy pools, just to check in every once in a while. I said I would tell you what's coming up on the show today with the lowdown with Low Tide, and uh, they've loaded it up. They've got Rachel Dory joining them at 12.40 at 1 o'clock. Austin Elmore, he covers the Cincinnati Bengals for ESPN 15.30 out in the Natty. And then at 1.20, Jason Greger will join the boys to talk about those Edmonton Oilers. And that'll be followed by the Jason Greger show at 2 o'clock running till 6. We've got Robin Brownlee on, Cam Tate's 2-Minute Warning, Terry Ryan co-hosting as he does every Monday and Thursday, Andy Petrillo of CBC Sports. We're getting closer. Christine Sinclair's final match with the Canadian national women's team. We'll talk about that. Uh, Mike Wilner will join us from the Toronto Star. Talk about those Blue Jays. Is Shohei Otani and Juan Soto really going to happen? I might get into fantasy baseball just like so I can draft those guys. There, there can't be a way that they get both of them. Why right? not? That seems like zero There's chance. no salary cap. I, I saw a tweet this weekend, and it made me laugh probably way more than it should have, talking about the change in Blue Jays fans' perspectives on free agency, where it's like it seems like only a few short years ago where if the Jays signed like some no-name relief pitcher to come out of the bullpen we were ecstatic because we were signing somebody and and we were willing to spend a little bit of money and now here we are this offseason saying that if we have to settle for cody bellinger instead of shohei otani we're gonna throw ourselves off a cliff like that what a transition in terms of fan expectations from uh, from an ownership group Times have changed. Also, Mark Spector and Kevin Woodley of Ingle Magazine will be by. Uh, maybe we'll get a little update on Jack Campbell and get his thoughts on what he's seen from JC down in Baco. And it is day two of the month of giving. We've got a couple. Well, it's, the winner will get to choose. We've got the furnace package and the AC unit, courtesy of Legsy Heating and Cooling. We're helping out the Christmas Bureau today. On Friday, we raised $16,000 in day one. For Holiday Hamper, which is a fantastic program. Uh, I'm sure they could still take donations if you wanted to help out uh, where you, you can donate or you can sign up to be a fa- uh, help a family where you provide them with a meal and some presents. Uh, give them a great holiday season. Uh, today it is for the Christmas Bureau and uh, package up for grabs a furnace or an AC unit. If you need one or know someone who needs one, this is the time to do it. You put your bids in from two to six and you help out a great charity, and you win. And uh, you get installation, disposal of the old furnace. They they really take care of you with legacy heating and cooling. So that'll be at 2 o'clock here on Sports 1440 in the Jason Greger Show. Sham says, so you're saying the Steelers are the Florida State of the NFL. Maybe the league will take out and put in Buffalo. Hmm, Sham. Yeah, I mean, that certainly is a, a hot debate when it comes to the sporting world right now. Florida State, Seminoles undefeated not getting into the college football playoff with Alabama getting in a team that I would say probably has a lot of talent but has been disappointing needed a last last second play to beat Auburn lost to Texas I'm here for it I like watching the, the Crimson Tide but I get the frustration from FSU undefeated season you lose your quarterback and the the powers that be say you know what nah we don't want you in here. I I think that last year's final, and I think Declan Kruger will, t- will tell me I'm wrong, but I feel like that loss TCU to Georgia really like impacted them this year. Do you remember that game? The, the Natty? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was 
not worth watching. Well, was it, it like was 65 such, it was to 7? such a blowout, yeah. Like, I don't think they want that. And I, I think there's a serious fear that if that team goes in there without Travis, the quarterback, they could get blown out. And it's it sucks because they, they've probably got a whole lot of talent. Like, someone who someone had a really good reference, and it was like if the NFL had said when Carson Wentz got hurt mm. that one season, well, you guys lost Wentz, so we're not putting in the playoffs. We would never would have gotten Nick Foles. Nick Foles yet. So, and, and somebody texted in this morning when we were talking about it saying that Ohio State went on to win the national championship in 2016. I think it was with a third-string quarterback. And JT Barrett, was it? Was it been, lower than that? Could have been. I, 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 do, I don't recall. Um, but and Sham, who had just sent in this most recent text uh, about this, uh, was comparing uh, take, you know, choices of who do we want in the playoffs for the NFL. Him and I traded a few texts uh, back and forth, and I said it like, I, I do feel bad for FSU and their fans. It, it is just a matter of circumstance, and I don't like almost any other year you get the chance to be in at least the four spot, but it's just the way things shook down with Bama beating Georgia in the SEC championship, Texas winning their game authoritatively enough. Um, but then again, the argument, like how to, if, if Alabama's in, then Texas has to be in, but like, why is Alabama in and not FSU? Um, Washington, of course, certainly deserves to be in it. Uh, Cardell Jones. Yeah. Tyler Millwoods clears that up for us. So thank you, Tyler. Uh, I had that here. They had only one, two, three, four, five starters that didn't get drafted to the NFL, that Buckeyes team. Right? And, yeah. like, that's not what we're talking about here with Florida State. <laughs> no. It's not the same caliber. So I, I get the comparison, but that Ohio State team was nails. Like, Ezekiel Elliott, Joey Bosa. Sounds good. Michael Bennett, Darren Lee, Joshua, Paul, or Joshua Perry drafted by the Chargers. He's out of football. Eli Apple, Vaughn Bell. <laughs> Eli Apple. Maybe what? not the best example. Legend. How about that uh, defensive line, though, from the Oregon Ducks in that game? Eric Armstead and DeForest Buckner. That's a good group. Pretty decent. Maybe not as good as the the Buckeyes, but, yeah, it sucks. I mean, if you're an FSU fan, it just sucks. But th- you know what we're going to find out when they meet Georgia? We're going to see. If they put up a, a good battle, if they win – then the committee is going to look really bad for not putting them out in there. And if Georgia stomps them, then the then committee ev- will be... Ev- everything's validated, yeah. right? I mean, and I, I mean, we're going to have to see some competitive games from the four teams that were in there. I, I like the group that was selected. I do. Like, Washington's going to be fun. The Longhorns will be fun to see. I'm, I'm, I'm going to enjoy this bowl season. It's going to be great. I think it's shaping up to be terrific. And yeah, the Orange Bowl um, with FSU and Georgia, that will be a a very telling tale. And then uh, lots of other great matchups, even outside of the playoff. Uh, there were a lot of good teams this year. And uh, we talked about it earlier too. This kind of seems like it would have been the perfect year for the 12-team playoff to make its uh, debut. It didn't work out that way. Uh, but let's just hope that we get the same level of parity and competition next season when we do get this new look mishmash version of uh, NCAA Div 1 ball. I feel like that's going to be the told you so bowl. Yeah. If Georgia wins, I will say told you so. FSU shouldn't be there. If FSU wins, well, I'll say told you so. They belong to be there. Yeah, it's going to be great. I think Declan and Low Tide will hopefully talk about this a little bit on the lowdown with Low Tide later today. Again, uh, Canadian Brew House tonight. If you want to come down to the Ice House downtown right across from Rogers, I'll be there from about hopefully 630. Hopefully I can get there quick. 
Uh, we'll be qualifying three lucky winners for a chance to go to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. We've got the Bengals and Jaguars. Kickoff at 6.15. Specials on dry ribs. It's going to be a great time. Hope to see you down there. That'll do it for us here on Fantasy Frenzy. Thank you guys for texting in today. Really do appreciate it. Make sure you text in to 1-833-401-1440. Say hi to Low Tide. He's up next. For Brandon Douglas, I'm Connor Halley. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow on Fantasy Frenzy. We'll make sure we bring in a guest to talk a little fantasy hockey, I think, tomorrow. Or football. One of the two. We will see. Have a great day. Let's get to an update brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc's, Bruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. WilhawkBeefJerky.com. Here is Brandon Douglas.